This is a Looney Studios podcast. Welcome to Ayurd Talks, I'm Hunter Looney, the Game Master, and this show is here to dive deeper into the world of Ayurd, which is traversed in Ayurd Tales. I'm joined today by Leah, who plays Gamore, and Noah, who plays Jeffrey, and today we'll be discussing the latest episode of Ayurd Tales and Alteration Magic. So let's start with the episode. So y'all arrived at Gamore's birthplace, mm-hmm. uh, then went to uh, the home she grew up in. That her dad and father stay are still living in. Then you went to the willow, deeper into the willow forest, found her treehouse that she lived in as an adult. Um, met some willow wisps. I was just laughing at that prank sentence. <laughs> her treehouse that she lived in as an adult. How many people yeah. get to say that? Yeah, yeah. Who wants to start? What do we do after we get off the island again? What are y'all? Where are y'all going to next? Yeah, um, Shay had mentioned that you all were going to check up on a ga- a, uh, a nature reserve that she has. Hmm. So that's where I y'all you are said, next. We're going to check up on a gang. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So y'all have that, which is no more north. Yeah, y'all are heading northeast. Y'all like, y'all are heading up. To the northeastern hemisphere from where y'all were at. So then after that, so probably y'all are going to have uh, the ability to check in. Here's your things you have on your radar besides that. Is you have that lead that possibly the town of Ultra to, ch- Ultra to check in on. And at some point you're doing a heist. And then yeah. at some point... You all are doing the battle for a year, where it's a tournament to find the strongest person on the planet. Uh huh. That's like a while from now, though. Yeah, that's like end of the year. Y'all got months in game ahead of that. Yeah. So that's what y'all got next that you know of. Okay. I have a question. Okay. What made you? What? I do have a question about them, but not yet. <laughs> what made you want to make Gamori from such a small town? Less voices to do. Less uh, planning of it. You're also from a very small town. Yeah, that was what I wanted you to tell I was the trying. audience. I, Leah is from a super tiny town. No, no, um, no red lights. True. One gas station. Uh, actually, there used to be. There's not. There's now. not a gas station now. <laughs> and then the only convenience store is like some kind of dollar type store. Yep. Yeah. And that only arrived when I was like 20. Yeah. So, so before that, there was, yeah, you had to drive like 20 minutes in, but, into town, as as they call it, and go to the Walmart. <laughs> but... But also, like, I wanted it to be small to, like, the feed the reason why she has such, like, I want to go out and explore some. I know, it makes sense. I just, I thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah. That 
Because you I didn't think that, it was going to be that small. I knew you did it because I'm from a small town, partially, of that reason. And I just thought it'd be funny for other people to know that. <laughs> did you think it was going to be that small when I started describing it? I mean, no. That there's like... No. Like, I didn't think it was going to be a huge city for it to make sense for her to have wanted to have left um, to go learn. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty small. <laughs> yeah, it was what? City hall slash school. One building. And then tavern. Yeah, when you started slash... saying that, my face was just like, really? <laughs> yeah, I'll bring up the description again because I don't remember how many buildings there were. Because there wasn't, like, there was only a couple. There was one general shop, a small tavern, and a city hall slash school. Yeah. And then also a bait shop slash harbor master yeah. building, which is just like pretty much a counter with the window open facing the sea. Yep. Yep. But like everybody's homes and stuff and everything like that is like dispersed out into the trees of this island. It's not like those are the only people that live there. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> what is Jeffrey's suit like or armor? I think we touched on it a little bit in the first episode, right? But it's more like it's. We modeled it after when we were talking about it after like samurai armor, like Japanese samurai armor, right? Uh huh. So I we tried to just. Um, it's called Bugio samurai armor. B U G Y O. I hope I pronounced that right. So it's like that type of samurai armor. So it's just like you have a full face mask on, you have a helmet, you have on. But it has it has a little bit more range of movement than I would think of like if people think of like full plate armor like from like Europe and stuff. Uh, but it's also not like bright chrome looking metal either right we, uh -huh. it's more like blacks and um other like colors mixed in with it all right which no you designed it right? yeah like so we looked just, at a bunch you were just wanting to tell the audience more about it i guess so hmm? i don't remember oh, yeah, so or you, you forgot, forgot. <laughs> well that was all the way in episode one right so sorry forgot about it a little bit yeah which is fine i'll rehash whatever uh yeah yeah, full-on set of armor that you have that takes you 10 minutes to put on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, now is my question about... Willowis. Do I answer like this? <laughs> you want to. Well, I do decline. So why did you, as the GM not want the will-o'-wisps to have been in my house at all or clean it even though that's what had been <laughs> the plan we took care of it no taking care of it means like going inside of it and cleaning it <laughs> it is in one piece <laughs> everything is where it was left yeah yeah so they took care of it I thought it would be funny if they just like, this particular clan or 
group or whatever of Willowist that lives on this island mm-hmm. are just like not big indoor people. They prefer like being outside and yeah. and all this and stuff. And so they would hang out like on your like porch and whatnot. Yeah, maybe Gamari said and around the area. Will you take care of it? And yeah. To them, that just meant like keep an eye on the outside of it and make sure nobody messes it up. Like. You know, water, plants, dust. But yeah, it did make for some pretty funny yeah, interactions with you, you had to clean, to it, clean up. it up when <laughs> Shay saw. Yeah, yeah. I just, I hadn't, like, that was one of the things, like, right before it, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do that. Oh, that was last minute? Yeah, it wasn't like, like pre planned. It mm. might have been even during the episode I thought of that idea. I was like, I'm going to go with this. This is going to be funny, at least to me. Yeah. <laughs> is there any good swordsmen in town of this? Well, which one have you heard place. about? Her father? Yeah. That's. Yeah. Some <laughs> uh, information. He is probably the best one on the island. The, the rest of the people are serviceable enough to like if they need to hunt for stuff and everything they can like finish off something with it but they're better like with like bows and stuff like that alright so if dudes want to fight before he leaves it, like Hubert is probably the best bet mm-hmm. I mean he taught Gamora how to use a sword they both use rapiers. And when Even does... though I haven't used it barely, I just prefer my wand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. I don't think has. I don't think. Yeah, you haven't seen her use it yet. Mm-hmm. You've seen her use magic. But That's true. I think I've used her. it this season. Yeah, you have it on. Like you've seen her carry it on her person. Yeah. But you haven't seen her skills with it even. Uh huh. So. And you learn that there was, there is a family that uses, I believe, rapiers in the Blade family, so. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Okay. My last question is, I'm curious what, like, if you had any, I mean, I know you just go with what we do and, the, like, what the dice say and stuff, but did you have any uh, outcome that you, like, what outcome did you hope for with the prank? <laughs> so, I didn't think that was going to happen and whatnot. So, it was, I was really just, like, along for the ride with you guys, whatever the dice said. Oh, come on. Um, so, like, I thought it was, like, when you, okay, having it just stand there, I was like, okay, this is a pretty chill prank. And then you had to go over and, like, <laughs> hold it hands around the throat Uh and i was like oh this is getting dark (laughs) but then i was like but then also like when you're a teenager and you're trying to like scare people and stuff like that they can it pretend like there's some dark pretending things like oh there's an intruder in my house Ah!" like type things where you like jump out and scare people and stuff so i was like Okay, I guess it's not that dark. Like that was how, that was the roller coaster my brain was going on. Mm. And then when um, 
like nobody passed their perception check the first time because <laughs> they're asleep. I was like, oh no, what is about to happen? Is he just gonna like dis like dispel it and be done and yeah. be like, oh? It was interesting rolling perceptions asleep. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time we've done that, I think. Yeah, because usually if y'all are out, like in the wild, because you're not in the wild right then, like yeah, someone to watch. Yeah, yeah, and like if the dragons woke up enough, they would just be like. Oh, he's just going up there to say something to somebody. No big deal. It's not a stranger. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't have... You walk, if they saw you walking up... That's why I didn't even roll for him. If they saw you walking up to the treehouse and going up there, they would just be like, man, and go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even roll for them for that part. Mm-hmm. I had decided like when you escalated it to be choking me, I was having trouble because as Leah, I was like, I don't want to burn my house down. But also, like, if you legit woke up and someone was choking you, like, I thought Gamora would, like, you, would you know, fire a spell. like this hard. And as yeah, could. like, uh, and I, I, of course, knew that it was a fake shadow, but I was like, I think she would go hard at it. And yeah. so I. Did I do fire burst or... I don't remember. Torpedo missiles. Yeah, I think you did missiles, yeah. Yeah, so... And then, yeah, they... Like, barely Projectiles, I think. Mm -hmm. Or something. I rolled really low. Yeah, so so it didn't, like, blow a hole in your house or anything. Which was good. (laughs) I... I, When you were about to do that, I typed in... And I looked at a couple websites of what people made... The HP for a like wooden wall, <laughs> and then compared across them, and then was like, okay, that's below that. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. That was a fun addition to the story, Noah. Mm-hmm. Is is this going to be something that Jeffrey? No. Started? He, it didn't go so well the first time, so he's just like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I also don't want to get fired, so yeah. Oh what yeah, if, true, true, yeah. true. What if? What if you? What if we woke up and the next day, and you know, Gamori and Shay thought it was funny, and they weren't mad at you? Because that's where we're starting. I would have been okay. That's would where you do it started. again? Then? I don't know. What if Gamori pranks you back? If she initiates a prank against you, is is Jeffrey going to escalate, or is that just something you're going to have to wait and see how Jeffrey? Just wait and see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know if Gamori. I haven't decided if she's gonna. Yeah, because the next the next episode picks up like that next morning when y'all are waking up. So, like, you might want to figure that out. Yeah, (laughs) between now and then. All right, y'all got anything else? I I think we explored some of the elements I wanted to do. I only picked the Will O Wisp voice to be like that because I thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh, you're really wasp. You're really wasp. And now I'm going to count the rest of the time like this. No. No, that would. No. All right. So let's talk a little bit about alteration, man. Wait, wait, wait. Can what? I tell? Yeah. Can I tell? Uh, sure. A few days ago. No, it was before we recorded that episode. Yep. yep. We were walking uh, around yeah, we, our, our neighborhood. We took a nice walk. 
and Hunter was practicing that voice. I didn't know what it was for. You were just talking like that. And, uh, yeah. And there was individuals that were... There was someone... There was individuals that were nearby that could overhear me talking to you like this. Yeah, and I was getting really... I was getting really embarrassed. (laughs) Because I was like, they're gonna think this is so creepy sounding. But I need to practice. They were like... It's either that or me staring. 20 yards away or something. 10 yards away. Into the mirror by myself (laughs) in the bathroom talking to myself. For hours. Yeah. Noah wasn't with us and I came back and I was like, Noah, just be glad that you were not (laughs) with us because you would have been so embarrassed. (laughs) All right. So now we're talking about... That's it. (laughs) So let's talk about some alteration magic. So here's the level one spells right here. So you got remove footprints or fingerprints. The caster can focus on a point within 60 feet of them. And upon successful casting... Footprints and fingerprints, as applicable, will be removed. Pretty good spell, pretty handy. Especially if you're, like, doing some sketchy stuff. Within how, how, what range? Uh, you, the person casting has to be within 60 feet of where they want to target. Okay. So then, though, they roll a d4 and an area extending out from the point they target, that depends on how much... It'll actually erase. Like if it's if it's a roll of one, then it's removes only a one foot radius around that point. Mm. If it's a D four, it's four foot, uh, forty foot radius. Oh no, ten foot rate. No wait, it is one foot. I have it down. It goes one foot. Then if you roll a two, that's twenty feet. So that it punishes you if you roll a one, <laughs> but mm. it only does a foot. But then if it's a two, it's twenty feet, three, thirty feet. Oh, no, I have three for 40 feet, and then a four for, if you roll a four, you get 60 feet. So it, like, bumps up 20 feet each time. Then the other one in the level one is repair objects. The caster can repair inanimate, non-living objects. It's worded that way, so people don't try to use this on people, obviously. Repair living objects? Repair inanimate non-living objects mm-hmm. so for an example if you had a book that was like messed up like burned partially if you cast this on it it would repair the book but it would not replace the writing that was in there so you would have like it would fix the book up to the to where it looked like before but it would be blank paper in the parts that were damaged uh-huh Alright, level two, this one came into play last one. External cleansing. The caster can clean the outside of a person, living creature, or object. The caster targets a spot on the target, and they roll a d20 and a d6. We didn't go into all that because it was more for fun, real quick. Mm -hmm. But you roll a d20 to determine the effectiveness of the cleaning, which... Maybe we should have done that because it would have been more fun. But <laughs> And then you roll a d6 to determine the scope of the cleaning, like how much. All right, and then there's make flames cool. The caster makes flames cool to the touch. That's pretty much it. There's more around it, but like if 
someone or something touches flames, then they are unhurt or it feels like a cool breeze has touched them. Like you have That's a fire. That's a cool spell that you can just walk through fire. Yeah, like if you encountered in a dungeon a wall of fire, if you cast that on it, Do you... you would... So any if... fire beings would be... That would... It's the way... The wording of the spell would not allow for that. Do, would you roll and know how well it was going to do so that you could decide if you were going to walk through it or not? Or do you like... Yeah, you roll a d6 <laughs> to determine the length of time that the flames remain cool. Okay, so if you're like, I want to walk through this, and you'd be like, roll, and then you did roll, and if you roll really bad, you could be like, never mind. If you rolled like a one on that, you would be like, oh, I only got a minute to get through this. Oh, okay. 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 Alright, level three spells. Bind. This is something you have that called ropey snopey. do. The caster can create bindings that can entangle another person, living creature, or object. The visual representation of this depends on the casters, although a lot of people make them look like ropes. The caster rolls a d20 and a d8. The d20 determines if the binding hits the target, and the d8 determines the strength of the binding. The range of the spell is 60 feet. I could make it look like something besides ropes? Within reason. <laughs> but then it wouldn't be called ropey smoky anymore. True. I actually haven't said ropey smoky in a, like a long in time. In a bit, though. yeah. Because uh, I didn't. I in the beginning, like first season, first season, I had like a little nickname for like three of my spells, and then I was like, I can't do this for all of my spells. I will forget them. <laughs> so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, it would it would start to get like. Sometimes you do things, and then you're like. Uh, no. I'm backing out of this. Yep. <laughs> Alright, the other level 3 spell is Transform Object. The caster can transform an inanimate, non-living object into another or a variation of itself. The caster rolls a d20 and a d8. The d20 determines the amount of variation from the original that can be done, with 1 being the least and 20 being the most. The d8 determines the length of time in minutes that the transformation holds. So you could change, like, a wood box to a stone box or something like that. Change it to, like, a gold box? Yes, but only for <laughs> so a set amount a of time. So, a key box. What do you mean, a key box? Like, Wait, a no, lock like, box? No, no. I meant, like, a, like, you turn something into a key, so then you can use the key. Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Could you turn it into gold or platinum long enough to sell it to someone and then you walk away? And <laughs> Possibly, but knowing these spells exist and stuff like that, mm. more well-off merchants probably have some way to figure that out. Detect magic, yeah. Like a sensor on their table or something. <laughs> That, like, it would dispel it as soon as they, like, waved it over it. Mm. So they could act interested and then be like, what the heck? <laughs> Alright, level four. The uh, intangibility. The caster can make a living creature, person, or object intangible. 
Intangibility makes the target unable to be touched or grasped and not a physical presence. This is represented by the target becoming a gas. In this way, a target can fly at the same speed as their movement through very small spaces, but not interact with liquids. Wait, so what happens if you cast that on yourself? Okay. And then, if you're technically a gas, what, what happens if someone inhales you? You would pass through them. Like, it's... You look like you're a cl- like a cloud of gas. Uh-huh. Okay? That's how it, like, looks. And you kind of have the same property. But you don't necessarily, like... If somebody was to do that, you would just go through them and go to the other side of them. Ghost. Good question, though. Huh? What was that? I said like a ghost. Yeah. Alright, this one is probably going to be your... Your favorite, but maybe your all's least favorite. It's called Poppet Link. Alright. The caster, using a poppet, which is a small representation of the person, can link the poppet and the person in order to more easily cast spells or actions that target that person that the spell represents. So the poppet must be made with some part of the person, like hair, blood, etc., in the components in its creation. The caster will roll a d20, I mean a d10, when trying to create the poppet. And the amount of spells or actions that the poppet link can endure is equal to that roll. The range of this spell is five feet. So if you had the hair of, let's say, Shay. Mm -hmm. And you put that hair on this, a little doll. Yeah, it's a voodoo doll. (laughs) That's crazy. It is like-ish some aspects of some uh, voodoo religions, but not. It's a little different, but also a lot like it. Okay. I just didn't want to like if you all use this, it's not that you're like stamping on people's religious beliefs about that, but there is magic out there that's like that, right? So, but if you like a little cloth doll and then put somebody cast this and put somebody's blood on that doll then you could instead of being right beside them and target them with magic like they you could be away from them and target this doll like with how magic how far away from them i need they to learn the spell <laughs> i'll just be slapping gamora upside the head you're gonna say salvazar <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny. <laughs> I mean, if you did Jeffrey this, doesn't know Salazar. That's true. So. It, um, yeah, if you one of you all knew this and started making this stuff, then we, you could better experiment and explore how far away it could work or not work. Creepy. I don't think it's my favorite, but... <laughs> I mainly the name. Yeah. All right. Um, level spot five spells. You then you have infuse magic. The caster infuses a different magic into an object, resulting in the creation of a magical item that retains the magical properties for a long time. This is pretty much this and infuse magic two are how the magical items you all have been encountering are mm-hmm. made. Then there's imbue magic one, 
which the, the caster imbues a different magic into an object, resulting in the creation of a magical item that retains the magical properties for a short time. This is pretty much the spell that's built into your sword. So somebody used infuse magic to infuse the magic of embed magic into that button on your sword. Uh-huh. So that then when you click that, it casts imbue magic and it takes the uh, less than the amount of the spell wood for lightning on your sword. So that's how it works. Cool. <laughs> so then level six is just infuse magic two and inf- imbue magic two. They're more powerful versions of those that make the, the weapons and stuff stronger. Or items. Alright. Any other... Any questions about any of those? Any ideas? Never do. <laughs> Alright, that brings us to the end of this episode of Air Talks. In the next episode of Air Talks, we'll dive deeper into creation magic. Let's take some time here at the end to go over some information. I want to invite everyone to visit patreon.com slash Studios. The link is in the description. There's a link there that anyone can submit a magical item that could appear in-universe. You don't have to be a patron to participate, and you can even participate anonymously if you want. Uh, While you're there, take a couple of minutes to look at the Looney Studios Patreon. If you become a patron, you gain access to the podcast early, among other perks. And thank you to all our current patrons. Uh, You help support Looney Studios and Aird Tales. And Looney Studios can be found at looneystudios.com and at the social media platforms listed in the description. Please give a review on your favorite podcasting site, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and submit magical items on our Patreon. The Looney family hopes that you have a wonderful day. Studios Podcast.